welcome to the Queen's Church Sermon Podcast. Our church is being built on two vision statements. Jesus is our passion and love is our mission. We hope this message leads you to Jesus and that next week you'll join us in person to experience God's love through this local church. You can follow us online at qns.church. Carry the water. This theme for our year, the first two weeks of the series were in January. Now we're closing out this four-week series this Sunday with the idea that we have been given the living water of Jesus Christ. And our responsibility is not to just drink that water for ourselves, but to carry that water to our unbelieving neighbors and friends. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Church, if you're there, read with me. The Bible says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Do you guys remember the command that Jesus gave in Matthew 28? It's Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and you might recognize it as I say it. Jesus, as he's about to leave the earth for the final time after his resurrection, before his ascension, says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And his command for us to go and make disciples comes with a promise. He ends that verse, those verses by saying, But I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, there were several witnesses there that day, and each of those witnesses tell a story to give us the entire picture of what happened when Jesus ascended into heaven. That was Matthew's account, and this right here in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, is Luke's account, who was there that day when Jesus ascended, and he quotes Jesus as saying, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. In other words, that going and making disciples does not happen alone. Amen, right? Aren't you glad that it's not your job to make disciples? But it is your job. It is not your job to make disciples on your own, but it's your job to make disciples with the power of the Holy Spirit whom Jesus has sent with us. Church, when we're going to carry the water, we are going, and as we're going, Jesus gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. So today, let's look at just a few things um, from this verse here, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And the first one is this, that our power to carry the water comes from the Holy Spirit. Our power to carry the water comes from the Holy Spirit. When we try to do it on our own, we are not bearing witness to what God has done, and that will show. You hear that? When we try to do this on our own, we're not bearing witness to what God has done. We're just trying to do it on our own and get the word out from whatever we can, and that will show in our witness. Think of it like this. I understand from my experience as an avid lawyer show watcher that one of the most difficult aspects of trying a case can be finding a witness who will testify. I know, I'm not a lawyer full disclosure. However, I do watch a lot of lawyer shows. So I know how this goes, right? I know they're reality. Okay, maybe they're not reality, but the point is, um, in the shows, one of the hardest things lawyers have to do is find witnesses who will testify in their case. 
I mean, everyone has their reasons why they won't testify, right? Maybe they've been threatened by the defendant that if they testify, their family or their friends are in danger or their, their own life is in danger. Maybe they are fearful that they will face ridicule from their friends or family if they step out and testify against this person. Possibly they're filled with anxiety about telling their story. I mean, it could be that they are traumatized by what happened in the past, right? Someone who might have witnessed something traumatizing doesn't want to go back and talk about it. It's going to pull up those things again. And I might experience a post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? Post-traumatic stress disorder, sorry, PTSD. And if I go into the past and access those thoughts and those feelings, it might come back to haunt me later. But whatever the case, the lawyer's job is to try to convince a witness that because they have witnessed this event, they have a responsibility to testify in court in order for good to come. That's the lawyer's job. And church, Jesus is calling us from the streets to testify about what we have seen. Maybe you are fearful of bringing up the past. Maybe you feel threatened by people in your family or or your friend group who are antagonistic towards your faith. Possibly, when you are called to witness, ridicule prevents you from speaking. Whatever the case for you, I am here to declare to you today, to encourage you today from God's Word, that you will receive power from the Holy Spirit. And that power is all of the power that you need to be courageous and bear witness to what God has done in your life. I am not saying you will not be criticized. Just like that lawyer can't promise the witness you won't be criticized for sharing your story. The lawyer can't promise protection, right? Even if they put them in the witness protection program, there's no promises. There's no guarantees, right? I'm not saying, I'm not guaranteeing you won't experience criticism or ridicule, or even that when you bring up the past, it won't hurt you in the short term. I can't promise that you won't be cast out from your friend group, but what I am saying is the promise that Jesus gave, that when you are bold and filled with the Spirit witnessing, you are not alone. So those other things can bring up fear in your heart, right? I don't want to bear witness because of ridicule or because of uh, being outcast or because of um, danger to me or to my family. And when that fear comes up, the only way to settle that fear with the gospel is to look to Jesus and see that he has promised that you will not be alone. It's the same promise that he gave in Matthew 28 Fear not, for I will be with you even to the end of the age that he gives here. You will receive power from the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit who called you out of your comfort zone will comfort you. And when you leave the streets and begin testifying, when you step out of the city and you begin witnessing about what God has done in your life, that same Spirit will comfort you, and the same church that sent you out will give you a home. So, Being a part of the local church means that it's not only the Holy Spirit who comforts you and is with you, but it means we are with you. Church, the other people on the stream right now who you see commenting and who you haven't seen personally in a while, they are with you. Use the church to surround you in those times of loneliness. If you are lonely right now, lay aside the whole witness thing. If you are lonely in any way right now, 
The, one of the purposes of the local church is to let you know that you are not alone. We are with you. Whether you're trying to boldly and courageously step out in faith, or whether you're just lonely because you've been stuck inside working from home for the past six months and you just can't take it anymore. The same spirit who called you will comfort you, and the same church who sends you out will be with you. So, your power comes from the Holy Spirit. But let's focus on this, turn our attention to this next phrase. You will receive power of the Holy Spirit, and you will be my witnesses. This next point is that your witness comes from your life. Your witness comes from your life. Church, we are not called here in this verse to simply witness with our words. Jesus is declaring that we will be his witnesses. So let's focus on that word be for a moment. You see, Jesus didn't say you'll receive power from the Holy Spirit and then you will tell others about me. He said we will be his witnesses. How many of you um, have spent time on social media and noticed social media influencers? Right? Raise your hand if you follow some social media influencers. They're usually the ones with the, with the blue check marks, right? Not a blue check mark because they're famous from sports or TV or something like that, but a blue check mark because they're famous just on social media. Influencers are known for selling their identity to the highest bidder, right? It's one reason why it's so difficult to trust them. <laughs> it's hard to trust someone who is being paid for what they're talking about. That's why several years ago, Instagram made it mandatory that their users be upfront about what a sponsored ad is and what is an unsponsored ad. It was Instagram's attempt to try to build trust with the consumer. Okay, I love this person and their style, but at least I know that they're being paid to talk about this product. I'm not fooled into thinking that they actually believe that this is the greatest skincare product to ever hit the market. I am wise now to the fact that they were paid to say this, so I'm going to take whatever they say with a grain of salt. You understand the concept. But what if you knew that influencer off camera? What if they were your friend and you saw behind the scenes that they were still using that product? What if you knew that they had nothing to gain? What if you knew they had nothing to gain from talking about it to you off camera? Wouldn't you be more likely to believe them when they testify to its effectiveness? I mean, what Jesus meant when he said that we are to be his witnesses is that we are not called just to talk about how good he is. We are to embody how good he is. Behind the scenes, when there's nothing to gain, we are to be telling and showing others about what God has done in our life. Love is our mission at Queen's Church because if preaching was our mission, then people would get the sense, and rightfully so, I believe, that we are not people who walk the walk. We just front. We're not, we're not actually doing the things that we're preaching about. That's why we say love is our mission. We are like the influencer if preaching is our mission, who is paid to use and praise one skincare product in public on their page and then turns around and uses the competitor because it's actually better. When the camera turns off, the story changes. 
This is also why influencers sign exclusivity agreements, right? That's when a company who is paying them to use this product um, makes them sign a, a waiver saying they will not use any other products on camera, off camera, in your home, doesn't matter. You will not use any other products. Why? Because they want this person to be a witness to their product. They don't want them to just give lip service and church. Jesus has an exclusivity agreement with you and me. And the power of the Holy Spirit must be filling you in order for you to be his witnesses and not just give lip service to what he has done in your life. So this leads us to the question, or the series of questions, then what is your life testifying if we are to be his witnesses, then what am I being? What story are you telling with the way that you live? When people hear you speak, do they hear the words of the gospel? Or do they hear a narrative that you are repeating from the world? When you speak, do people hear fear? Or do they hear faith? When you speak, do people hear hope? Or do they hear hopelessness? When you speak, do people hear anxiety? Or do they hear peace? We have borne witness to Jesus overcoming the world because he overcame sin on your behalf. And when you have witnessed this victory, everything else falls into perspective. God did not call us to save people. He called us to be his witnesses. We all have to wrestle with these questions. Questions like this. If I am not being a witness to the transformation God has done in my life, has God transformed my life at all? If I'm not being a witness to what God has done in my life, then am I bearing witness, sorry, then what am I bearing witness to? If you weren't an eyewitness to your own transformation, how will you tell others of the change that they will experience in Jesus? In other words, if you're an influencer who has been paid to pitch a product that you haven't even used, how will you know how to use that product and how to pitch it well? Church, when we have been transformed, we have something to testify about. But if you have not been transformed and you try to testify, you will be like a gangy, a, 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 a clanging cymbal, a gong that is echoing out in the middle of nowhere for no one to hear. It's useless and pointless and quite frankly annoying. But when you have been transformed by the power of the gospel, which we talked about last week, the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. When that has transformed your life, Jesus says here, I will send you the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive that power, you will be my witnesses. You'll be like this influencer who doesn't just use this product when it's convenient to them, but they use it all of the time because it is the best and it is transforming their experience. Church, if you weren't an eyewitness to your own transformation, how can you tell others? How can you tell others? 
we are called to receive this power that God has given us from the Holy Spirit, and then we are shown by, by Jesus that our witness is our life. We are to be witnesses. And then finally, we are to witness everywhere. I know this theme has come throughout all of these carry the water sermons that this witnessing doesn't only happen here, but it happens everywhere. But we haven't really focused much on how it happens elsewhere. We've been ta- I've been talking about your closest neighbors are where? You should know by now. Your closest neighbors are the people you live with, right? And then we've gone out and talked about our neighbors and our enemies in our immediate area. But Jesus does something interesting here. He says that this is not just a Queens thing or a United States thing. This is for the world. He says, you will be my witnesses, right there, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, in Jerusalem, that's their hometown, in all of Judea and Samaria, that's the surrounding area around their town, and then to the ends of the earth. It's kind of cool, actually. The rest of the book of Acts plays out this prophecy that Jesus makes. Uh, chapters 1 through 7 are based in Jerusalem. The gospel message is, is, is circulating in Jerusalem. And then in chapters 8 and 9, the gospel moves out to Judea and Samaria. And then in chapters 10 through 28, the bulk of the book is about how the message of Jesus Christ spread all around the world. And church, this is our calling as well. As we are members of the local church, we are not just participating in the work that God has done right here. In fact, that's why at Queen's Church, if you, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, but when you give to Queen's Church, you are not just giving to support the work of the church here in Queen's. When you give financially and when you give of your time and of your efforts in Queen's Church, what's your, what you're giving is impacting our immediate area here in Woodside, Elmhurst, Astoria, our immediate area, it's affecting our tri-state area. We give a portion of our offerings to the MNYBA, which is an association of over 250 like-minded kingdom-centered churches in the tri-state area that reach millions with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our Judea and Samaria. And then also, we give a portion of our offerings to the Great Commission Baptists. And that's a worldwide organization that supports and sends out missionaries and church planters all over the world, working to translate Scripture into languages that still have no Bible in their translation, working to reach into the deepest parts of the unreached areas in our world, people who have literally never heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this is one way that we are partnering with people who are like-minded in our city, the MNYBA, Redeemer City to City, which is a church planting organization all over urban centers in the world, and then Great Commission Baptist. The work of the local church is not limited to, limited to the locality in which it exists. And Queen's Church is not limited to affecting just Queen's with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And church, I want to get really personal. You you are not limited. You know, as we plant and begin this new church, one of the realities is God is calling some of you away from your occupation, away from your families, away from the community you've known and loved for years. God is calling some of you to step out in faith and to follow him right past Jerusalem, 
right past Judea and Samaria and out into the ends of the earth. But the question for you and I is, how will we go without the Holy Spirit? The answer is very simple, church. We cannot. The power of the Holy Spirit working in us is what pushes us to go and witness everywhere. So as we carry the water, as we close out this series, and as we close out this sermon, I want to ask you to do this. Look around at yourself. I mean, take a 30,000-foot view of your own life. Don't worry about the people around you. A couple weeks ago, we talked about self-control and others' control. Remember that others' control is a fruit of the enemy. Self-control is fruit of the Spirit. So we're not trying to control what other people do or how they witness or how they carry the water. I'm talking about you. Look around at yourself. How do you speak? How do you act? How do you live? Who are you pointing to with your words and your actions? As we sing these next couple of songs and as you go about the rest of your day, I want you to, to meditate on that question. How am I acting and speaking and living? Who am I pointing to with my words and actions? Am I being an influencer? But, but one of those paid ones who just spouts off about God when it's convenient for me, but in the background I'm actually using other things to ease my peace. I'm actually pouring my um, efforts into vices when I'm hopeless, not into Jesus. Maybe you look around at yourself and you say, you know what, I, walk, I, I, I talk the talk. And I walk the walk around the people that I'm comfortable with. But when I get out, let's say, of the city, the city of my own little bubble, when I step out of Jerusalem and I'm in those spaces where my unbelieving friends populate, like my, my, my job or my school or out in the neighborhood, when I get out there, I don't walk the walk. Yeah, they know I talk the talk. They see I go to church, but I act differently. Or maybe you say, they, they know that I act differently, and, and I want that to be enough. You've heard the phrase, preach always, use words if necessary. Well, one of the dangers of that phrase is that sometimes we could say, well, I'm preaching always. I'm not, I'm not using any words. I'm just letting them see my life. I'm letting them see that, I, that I'm different. Church, that's not enough. We are called to preach the message of Jesus Christ. You are a preacher to the people who God has given you influence around. Don't forget that going public with your faith is an important aspect of how the message of Christ is carried around the world. How do you speak, act, and live? Who are you pointing to with your words and with your actions? That's the next step for today. Look introspectively. Ask yourself those questions. And then the other next step is, today you might have realized, you know what? Um, I don't preach about the transformation I've experienced because I haven't experienced transformation. I don't understand what you're saying. I have experienced church going, and I enjoy the way that it feels. Pastor, when you speak these kind words and these encouraging things, I leave pumped up and ready to go, and it makes me feel good at the end of the day. When I hear that worship team sing, man, it just it brings tears to my eyes. But I've never been transformed. I am not born again. I don't have new life. 
I still have the same old life. I want to invite you today to be transformed by the power of the gospel. What you need to do is confess your sins. The Bible says if you confess your sins, Jesus is faithful and just, and he will forgive you of your sins, and he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And when he cleanses you of unrighteousness, you are set free from the slavery that sin has had on you. You can do that just by praying this prayer. Just say, God, I confess that I am a sinner. Transform me by the power of Jesus. Fill me with your spirit so that I can have eternal, abundant life. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, if you, someone, if you prayed that prayer right now, I want to ask you to be bold and courageous right now to witness to what God has done in your life. Just put it in the, in the chat right there, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, watching this live or watching this later. Just say, I just prayed that prayer. Somebody at Queen's Church would like to reach out to you and, and just to, to show you from, from the Bible how you can become a disciple of Jesus Christ and how we follow him so that we may be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Church, let's carry the water. And as we carry the water, remember that God has not called us to save. He has called us to be his witnesses. We are witnesses to the transformation that God has done in our lives. And by the power given to us in the Holy Spirit, we are witnesses to a world in need of transformation. I invite you right now to... Think about those next steps as we worship together. And I can't wait to be with you again next week right here online. Uh, and if you would like to plug in in another way, please don't be shy. Just go to the website or Instagram or Facebook and drop us a line and say, hey, I want to get together with some people. We have some big things coming up for September. And next week, I want you to bookmark this feed and be right back here because my good friend Stephen Francis will be preaching and bringing the word and you will not want to miss the message that he has for you from God. Church, let's worship together. Sing it out loud. Let your neighbors hear you and think that you are the crazy person attending church online because you are and I love you and I'm thankful for you.